Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. Hi, everyone. I'm David, compulsive overeater. Hi, David. Hi, David. Great to be here with all of you. I'm glad um, I was able to make this happen. Uh, thank you, Joe, so much for asking me to share. It is a real, um, it's a real privilege to be able to share about relapse um, because it's such a tender thing. Uh, and I can't think of any better um, gift or way of carrying the message than by saying that I relapsed and I'm still here and uh, I came back from it. And I think if there's anything um, anyone can get from the share, it's that um, it's possible to come back from relapse. And uh, I th- relapse is relapse. My relapse wasn't particularly long. Um, I don't know that the dates are kind of fuzzy. It was in the fall winter of this past year, um, so of 2020. And um, I never left the rooms completely. Um, there were maybe And again, I don't remember the details, but between maybe September and December, there were maybe um, half a dozen binges, and um, maybe four of those happened over the course of a few weeks or something. Um, But um, it was relapsed because I wasn't abstinent anymore. And uh, I know that eating compulsively is really painful for all of us. It's so painful for me. And it becomes, uh, it just, step one is so important that this is not a moral issue. I'm powerless over food. So if I relapse, if I overeat, if I eat a red light food, it doesn't mean that I'm a bad person. Um, so I don't have to, I don't have to cover it up and say, oh, it was, it was a slip or, oh, I ate in a way that wasn't in integrity with myself or, um, uh, I acted out with food and that was yesterday and today, um, it, you know, that it doesn't matter. Um, all those things are true. And I guess what I want to say is for me, um, I, um, I want to kind of just like slow down and let my higher power speak through me. Um, cause I'm not really sure exactly what my higher power wants me to say today. Um, it's just really important for me to be honest about when I'm binging and when I'm compulsively overeating. And that's, that can be hard because both because of food, I think for most of us becomes this moral issue, um, where, um, if I've eaten compulsively, I feel like I'm bad and I don't want to feel bad. Um, I don't want to feel like I'm a bad person. So I know for me, uh, I can go in the other direction of saying, you know what, it doesn't, um, it doesn't matter. It's not about the food. Um, it's a spiritual program. And, uh, and again, those things are true too, but, um, I have found it so healing for me to just be honest. And when I came, uh, when I started sharing about the fact that, you know what, I binged and I didn't use those kind of like pretty, I didn't use that pretty language to cover it up. Um, I found so much healing in that. Because I would rather have, I'd rather have one day of honest abstinence than 10 years of being technically abstinent um, or just 
uh, you know, just not binging or just not eating flour and sugar or whatever it is. Like, I really, I deserve to have peace around my food and my food isn't going to be perfect, but that doesn't mean that I'm not entitled to the greatest um, peace around my food. And for me, that's what abstinence is. I learned that early on in program when I was trying to figure out my food plan um, and I was really stressed because all I knew was overeating and restricting and control and uh, my sponsor said it's about what gives you peace and uh, um, that has really stayed with me and she also said when, when I was confused she said just be prayerful um, because again like I came into this program with um, with these extremes of either totally controlling the food through self-will or through just giving up and uh, saying, well, this is just how I eat and this is how I am and I've always overeaten, so what's the point of trying anything else? Um, so I'm really grateful for this middle way that program gives me, um, which is a lot of footwork, like a lot of really clear instructions of how to structure my day. Um, and also this gift of surrender to a higher power who ultimately is the one in charge of my food. Um, and I don't know how to square that circle. It's a paradox. Um, and uh, um, a fellow who, thank you, a fellow who um, I had a call with recently, we were exchanging voicemails, and I was talking about, like, I don't know how to talk rationally about recovery. And he said, it's because language can't capture it. Um, it's something, it's this really deep truth that if I say, you know, it's all about the food, um, that doesn't get it. And if I say it's not about the food, that doesn't get it either. It's this both and. So, um, and it's, yeah. So anyway, um, I'm incredibly grateful to have come back from absent, uh, from relapse. And, um, and I could say 100% that I have no regrets about um, anything that led to my relapse, um, I, um, I learned so much from it. And there were a lot of, there were lessons that I needed to know because I had it easy for a while in program. Uh, I, I just celebrated five years in program last month and six months of abstinence. I guess it was about a week ago or 10 days ago. And, uh, when I came in the rooms, um, I was, there was a lot of confusion around my food, um, but I, I quickly stopped the compulsive overeating and I also stopped the, the dieting and control um, in any extreme way. So really I got, I was kind of struck abstinent. Of course my food wasn't perfect, but um, I, I, I wasn't really acting out in any extreme. And um, because of that, I, you know, cause I, I have a, I have a big ego. Uh, it's just one of my character defects and that terminal uniqueness, which I learned to rely on early in life. And I thought I was different. And I thought that, um, and my food seemed to me, um, it, it seemed so clean. And um, I mean, I, I really, I um, unfortunately, um, I used my recovery to feed my ego. Um, it's just something I did and I um, you know I grew up with my value being so much tied around my weight and my food that just entering program didn't make that go away um, so I started weighing and measuring my food in the first few months of program I found that it just gave me so much peace because I didn't have to be in decisions around food it was a pre-made decision um, 
and uh, um, and that was just such an amazing gift of step one that um, I, I didn't have to be normal around food anymore, and I still don't. And I still weigh and measure my food. It, it, it just gives me freedom because if you give me food, I don't know when to stop. I'm going to try and stop early on my own because I want to be good and I want to lose weight. Um, and then I'll feel hunger and then I won't be able to stop because I don't, I don't, I just don't have a, I don't have a stop sign around food. So when I make those decisions ahead of time, um, and I just do the same thing that worked for me yesterday, which is the same proportions of food, I don't have to think about it and I can live the rest of my life. So, you know, that's a, something about how weighing and measuring has really worked for me. And my, you know, my ego, my disease used the fact that, oh, I weighed and measured my food and I had lost all this weight quite quickly in program. Um, it just fed this idea that I was different and that relapse was going to happen to me. So um, I'm just grateful that I did relapse because I get to be another compulsive overeater. I mean, nothing feels as good as that humility of being one among many. Um, and it's given me a stronger program and made me, brought me closer to my higher power because insofar as now I know, oh, not only did I relapse, but it could happen tomorrow. Um, I really need to work this program like my life depends upon it. Um, and being in that relapse, um, it was awful. It was terrifying. And um, because I didn't like, I didn't want to stop eating. And the more I ate, the more I wanted to eat. And it, uh, I didn't plan to relapse. Um, I, I, it, I relapsed because I'm a compulsive overeater. I mean, that's really the why. I don't really need. To, I don't need to understand why. But um, you know, there were situations going on in my life um, where I was working longer hours and had a longer commute and was getting less sleep. And the physical component is when I don't get enough sleep, I feel hunger. I feel fake hunger. And so I felt the same hung, fake hunger because I was tired. I had this terminal uniqueness thing that um, I could get away with it because, you know, I was, my food was so good. Um, and, I, and I, you know, I had lost all my weight, all, all that weight. Um, and I was stressed to work, so I wanted a treat. Um, and also, something I realized this morning when I was thinking about it, thank you, was um, the night that I kind of had my, I first allowed myself to, and I first overate on my abstinent foods. Um, and, uh, I didn't want to go to sleep because I didn't want to disappoint, uh, my partner and not stay up. And I knew that if I stayed up, I would be hungry and the pain I thought would be too unbearable. So it was just one more, uh, rationalization that I needed, um, which in my mind made absolutely perfect sense, uh, to overeat. So everything I'm saying is just evidence of the fact that I'm, I'm just another compulsive overeater. And what I was saying before about my gratitude for relapse is it got me to start working the steps again um, in a more in a more structured way. And it got me I had at that point because I was so busy, I hadn't been getting to as many meetings and I wasn't making as many phone calls. Um, and the fact that I could still um, you know, that like, oh, I was still maintaining my weight loss even when doing less program, um, that just fed this idea that I didn't need program. <laughs> so it's like, it's one of these kind of sad ironies of program. The more successful I am, the more I may think that I don't need it. Actually, it's the opposite. The longer I'm in program, the more program I need. Um, 
you know, just to maintain my, my spiritual fitness, I need to keep being of service. Um, and I need to keep working the steps and keep on deepening my relationship with my higher power. Um, I love that line from the On Awakening reading, having just made conscious contact with God, it is not probable that we will be inspired at all times. And these, and thinking so will lead us to absurd actions. It's like, I just made conscious contact with higher power. Um, I'm, you know, coming into program, before program I didn't have a higher power, and it's only been five years, and I'm 33, so that's a tiny chunk of my life. Um, and I think it takes lifetimes to be in conscious contact with higher power, so I'm a baby at this. Um, and uh, um, I love that, I love the, the forces of recovery. I was gonna read that reading if we didn't read it, so I'm so glad we did. Um, that line, I'm thankful to OA for the endless beginning of my life. Um, I don't graduate. Uh, it's commencement. I um, and any I can't get clean on yesterday's shower. Uh, and uh, so I have whatever I did to maintain my recovery yesterday. I have to do it today. And that's um, it's a beautiful thing because ultimately these program actions, um, being a sponsor, being sponsored going to meetings, reading the daily readers in the morning, um, doing service, um, to making those phone calls. I mean, I always feel better afterwards. I always feel more at peace. I always have more clarity. I do, these are a seemable act. And before I do them, I really often don't want to do them. I'd so much rather sleep in. I'd so much rather just like, oh, could I just get a, um, you know, can I just relax for once? Um, and, uh, you know, can I, can I finally let myself off the hook? And, um, this program doesn't, it's not, um, it doesn't have to be militant. It doesn't have to be mean and forced, but, um, I do have to keep working it. And it means that sometimes I have to do things that aren't convenient in the moment. And the, um, the thing about that is it's always worth it. If it weren't worth it, then I wouldn't be here. Um, but, um, maintaining my abstinence and all the things I need to do to stay in contact with fellows and my higher power. Um, it's a reward. Uh, it really is a life beyond my wildest dreams. Um, it's so, it's so worth whatever I have to put in for it. Um, so it feels like, it just feels like abundance being in a, just being in a way is abundant and being abstinent, um, is such an incredible gift on top of that. Um, so yeah, I think just my time is probably running out. So I just want to say that um, I think for me, uh, absence is about being in integrity with myself, what works for me around food, regardless of what other people think about my food and what other people do with their food. I, I There's a lot of things that I don't eat that people with beautiful, robust absence do eat. Um, and that's great. That's what works for them. Uh, and what I learned in my relapse is that trying to have, um, that I could very easily use what works for other people as an excuse to stop, stop doing what works for me. And conscious contact um, with, thank you, with my higher power brings me to that place of clarity where it's like, you know what, just for today, I'm gonna keep doing what I need to do around my food and my program, even if it's weird or strange to other people in program or out of program. And just for today, that gives me peace. And I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. So um, I just, 
I can honestly say I look forward to finding out. Like this, it's just another day of of learning and starting again. So um, with that, I'll pass. Thank you.